It doesn't just tell me I ought to have more faith. It tells me how. It's heavenly. It's holy. But it also just makes good, plain sense. Doesn't it make sense to build your faith on what you do know rather than what you don't know? There are a lot of things I don't know right now. I don't know why my sister-in-law is standing in line for chemotherapy tomorrow morning at Baptist Hospital rather than for Cinderella's castle at Disney World. I don't know where Dad might go after his hospital stay. I don't know how we're going to find the emotional energy to parent our two little children, care for our two sick family members, pastor this growing church, and still keep an intimate marriage. I could spend a lot of time focusing on all the things I don't know, and I'd watch my faith erode. Or I can spend my time rehearsing what I know for sure. For example, I know the very moment in which God called me into the ministry. Just the thought of that holy moment kneeling by the college dormitory couch still brings moisture to my eyes. I look at it this way. If God spoke to me that day 16 years ago, he'll give me a passionate word to give his people this coming Sunday. And I know of an even fresher God moment. My other sister-in-law gave birth to a little boy six weeks ago. The doctors had prepared Anne's pregnant sister for the worst. They told her the fetus wasn't growing properly. The ventricles around the brain seemed enlarged. They said the baby would probably suffer a chromosomal defect. At best, would face surgery after birth. At worst, death. But God's people prayed. Six weeks ago, we received the phone call. The newborn seems healthy. Medical professionals are scratching their heads in bewilderment. Parents are weeping with joy, and we're praising God with renewed faith. After all, here's real fuel for real faith. If God can care for one sister-in-law, he can care for the other. The way in which we remember our lives makes all the difference in how we feel about life today. How much difference? All the difference. I think you'll be convinced after hearing another real-life tale. Two people visited me in my study at different times on the same day. One made me feel good all over. The other made me feel like taking a bath. One visitor was literally the happiest person I knew. The other was the most miserable wretch I'd ever counseled. Naturally, at the end of the day, my heart paused for some pastoral contemplation about the polar opposite visits. What caused the stark difference in these two lives? Interestingly, their backgrounds and present-day circumstances were rather similar. Neither had any extra advantages in his or her upbringing, no prestigious family, luxuries, college education, no big-paying job. Sadly, both were in difficult marriages, and both had been disappointed in their children. But despite their similar environments, you'd have thought they had arrived from different planets. Sandy I'll call her, always sparkled, always. If you didn't know her, you'd assume that either her smile was phony or her life was trouble-free. Some people secretly sneered behind Sandy's back. I don't know why she puts on that show. Nobody can be happy all the time. Other people quietly mumbled, well, if she had the problems I have, she wouldn't seem so happy all the time. I'll admit that I, too, was suspicious at first. But now I knew her well. 
I'd been her pastor for nearly eight years. I saw her smile during aggravating committee meetings. I saw her smile before being wheeled into major surgery. I saw her smile during every sermon and every Bible study. I saw her smile while changing diapers in the nursery and pulling weeds on church work day. Unmistakably, undeniably, her smile was real. Her sparkle was authentic. She simply was a woman of joy. I knew Sandy had a really difficult husband. In fact, Sandy's husband was profoundly depressed. He attended church, but that was about it. He didn't want much to do with Sandy anymore. He wouldn't go out to dinner with her, travel with her, or many nights even talk to her. If you've ever lived with someone who acts like they just don't like you, you know it can be a living hell. So I meant it when I asked Sandy, How are you doing? She smiled her prize-winning smile and said, I'm doing great. I can't complain about anything.